Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the first show of 2023, 4PHI Driving. I'm Ramon Chavez. We got Max Simpson here. He's not Owen today, unfortunately. He's uh, across the pond in his native home of Wales. He, you know, I think I, I said this to you earlier, Max. I think you would have enjoyed the weather that we were having in Phoenix because it's kind of reminiscent of uh, Wales. So I think so. But of course, now I can hear Owen saying, this is much better weather. There's no there's no rain. There's no, you know, there's <laughs> no doom and gloom like the weather is there. I can imagine him saying we yeah. do miss him yeah. um, to a point. It's, 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 it's kind of nice. You know, he's, he's a little, <laughs> little chirpy on the last show. So nice to see you. A little chir- okay, yeah, okay. I mean, always it's Owen. What do you yeah, expect? That's true. Yeah. That's true. That's yeah. true. And as always, guys, this show is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. But yes, Max, 2023, uh, new year, new me. Is that you got some resolutions for this new year, or <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> are okay, you that so, type of guy? No, <laughs> no. So like, I I'm a believer in if you wait. Me personally, shout out to anyone who's trying to fix himself. Do them. I, I get you. Just put your hands up. <laughs> I'm pulling my hands up. I'm not. I'm not guilty. No, I, I I believe if you wait till New Year's or like an obligatory date to start things, I feel you're doing it wrong. If you should be motivated, just do your thing. But I do think it's very interesting. My family now has a running tradition where my it's really like Etsy or Pinteresty. My my uh, sister, she gets our family together and we make vision boards where we literally take like okay. uh, n- magazines and like newspapers and stuff like that, clip it out to like whatever intention, if you will. I like that. What okay. you're trying to do. Mine this year, um, I guess, is presence, being present, trying to not think too far ahead of things. Like that Tottenham game, I'm trying to live in that the present. Was that was rough. Mike, yeah. trying to live in the present, <laughs> not talk about the past or the future as much as be grounded where I'm at now. We're not going to have a Tottenham. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a different show where I can go on about them, but I won't. But I won't. No, that's good. I like the vision board <laughs> stuff. I know my girlfriend does it too. I, yeah. I, I thought it was cheesy at first, but I can see the yeah. purpose behind it and then why it's important to to some people. I like it. I like it. Yeah. It's good stuff. Good energy uh, with the new year. Uh, but speaking of the new year, you know, uh, season's fast approaching. It's been an immense turnaround as far as personnel with this team. You know, I was uh, I shared the spreadsheet that I was working on <laughs> earlier with you. I appreciate it. And that. we see yeah. the names that are gone and now the new names that are here. It's just like you can't even recognize this team. So we're definitely yeah. going to talk about that. And also some expectations that we have with this team. You know, at, at the end of the day, it is Phoenix Rising. It's one of the, the premier uh, like teams in this league. And whether they like it or not, they have to be successful. And so we're going to talk about that and, and how we're feeling with this new season and some of the changes that are happening and what we can expect. There's still a long ways to go till the first kickoff, so we're definitely going to talk about that. And, of course, we got to mention Cristiano Ronaldo moving to Saudi mm-hmm. Arabia, finding a new club over there. Um, and then over the holiday break, unfortunately, there were some bad news regarding Pele. He was dealing with some with some medical issues, and unfortunately, he did pass away, so we're going to talk about him. Um, and some other stuff that happened. I, I was, you know thinking about what to talk about today and i hit you up pretty early in the morning because i was drawing blanks and all of a sudden boom everything just came uh for came to me for this show so it's gonna be a good one it's gonna be a good one uh first one for 2023 uh shout out to michael there uh harry we got bj yeah thank you for joining us here should we talk about Manu? Maybe a little bit. You know, they're doing Gosh. good. <laughs> we just said we're talking about Tottenham, which means we're going to have to talk about Manu. We'll touch on uh. it. There's time. We'll touch on it for sure. For sure. But let's go ahead and get started, Max, with the, the New Year expectations. And with what's going on with the squad, the, this rising squad and the signings that we got last year, how are you feeling about this team? You know, I, you know we're going to give you both of our answers here in a quick second, but Overall, are you liking the signings? Is this is, is this a team that kind of gives you hope for, 
you know, making the playoffs, first of all, and, and of course, you know, competing for the champ- the championship? Yeah, you know, I, I feel I've been a broken record on a lot of these recent shows. I think the big thing is this team is still taking the shape of Juan Guerra and his image and the style of play he's looking to do. Really, at this point in the offseason, there's still a lot of work to be done. There's still a lot of signings that will happen. A couple players probably going to be leaving still. Um, you know, nothing confirmed here or there. But there's still a lot of activity. Things are going to happen. I think the biggest thing is we're, I feel that there is a style of player and profile that they are bringing in. You can see based on like highlight clips, based on players' records and you know, previous statistics that there are calibers of players that are looking to be brought in where the team is going to be very decisive, very attack minded. And it's players who can do a bit more dynamic things. And I feel what we've been bringing in and regardless how your, what your expectations are, regardless how you think the season's going to go. This is the first season where we go into it. Yes. There's a lot of unknowns, but at least there's continuity, it mm-hmm. seems like. And that is something where you're going to now have an entire season to really judge and feel out Juan Guerra's process and how he's looking to take his shape. That, to me, gets me excited. Yeah. And it actually leaves me optimistic versus when he came in where you're kind of inheriting a sinking ship and trying to you know, walk and you know, steer the ship with everything like that. He mm-hmm. actually can take his time and do his thing. Yeah, yeah. And I remember specific, uh, specifically a conversation that I had with him, I think it was, I think it was the second to last game of the season, but you know, that was the first time we actually had to, you know, got to speak and, you know, talking about the the off season, he just said, there's going to be a lot of tough decisions. Yeah. And that's, what's been going on. I don't think it's easy for this amount of players to leave rising and for, for him and his coaching staff and, and the rest of the front office to say, Hey, we've had these guys for a number of years, but you know, we're moving in a new direction and they got to go. So it's, I know it's tough. I know it's tough with, with, uh, with the front office right now and everything that's going on. But speaking of this new team, Max, what are you feeling? You know, you see the current makeup as it is with this team. How far can rising go? What are the aspirations for this team heading into 23 with this current squad? Yeah. And I mean, it's, yeah, we, I know we got it. We got up there. <laughs> I think we're on the same page. It looks like of we project rising to be a playoff team somewhere within the low to middle table where that falls exactly yeah. i'm not sure but i think you look at the last season last season we've been we were saying probably with like a month month and a half left that they were out they were done and yeah. yet based on how the conference was based on how other teams losing and rising somehow staying in there mm-hmm. they weren't really eliminated eliminated until a like really towards the end of the season yeah. i think with a coach taking over Again, trying to right the ship and not keep it from sinking. I think now that you have an offseason with some guys coming back, with some new guys in the fold, I think it's going to be a struggle at the start. It's going to take time. Nothing really dedicates those in-game reps, unlike doing it yourself. So it's going to take some time to build the guys up. But with the talent and the coaching staff in place, the minimum, mm-hmm. minimum to me is making playoffs. And I know that to, to some, based off the, t- the club's success, is a low bar. I think you have to be realistic. That's just where we're at right now. Yeah. The West is only getting stronger, and you're dealing with a blank slate again. I think if you get some things right, you maybe can push for somewhere around four, but I think realistically you're probably looking in the, I don't know, give or take six range. Yeah, and that's the, that was my feeling as well. With the current squad, the way it is, you know, if they – you know, get to that fourth spot, I'd be really happy. Mm-hmm. I think this team is still a few signings away from kind of taking shape and really kind of cementing who they're going to be for 2023. But 
you know, I like what you said right now that it's going to take time. So mm -hmm. if this team is not like, you know, top of the league by the end of April, I, I don't think people should worry. I think you need to give them a little time to gel and kind of come together because a lot of these, you know, players, they're going to be new pieces. It's a new place for them. It's going to be a new stadium. Yeah. It's, it's everything's new. And so you got to give them some time to kind of, you know, gel and get together and find out that identity that Juan Guerra is trying to build. I think the biggest thing that it always gets lost is it's very easy to say, hey, the team's winning, the team's drawing, the team's losing. And listen, we're you're judged at the end of the day on your record. And that's where I'm not saying that's not important. But I think the big thing is how is the team playing and how are those results stacking up? Are mm -hmm. they are they staying in games competitively? Are they getting blown out? Are they running away with teams like really I'm curious of how the style of play is going to be yeah. and what they look like because to me that is a bigger indicator in many aspects as we know this game the better team does not always win and the worst team sometimes pulls it out I'm really curious to see what they do on the on the pitch and how that translates into the results yeah yeah definitely for sure and with the squad you know we kind of got an idea of how Juan Guerra wants to play last year what, what are you feeling for this upcoming season with 2023? Are, you, are they going to continue with the same scheme that they had last year, or what are you envisioning? Yeah, I mean, what we saw last season was it was really a lot of, I would say, slower buildup in possession. You saw a lot of games where, you know, it, it feels like they were hovering around the 60, 65-plus percent possession, um, really trying to dictate the tempo. But it wasn't that bit of decisiveness that you know that could be a personnel thing that could be a hey we're still adjusting into that final third and trying to like mm -hmm. i feel the the last thing that often comes along when you bring in a new manager you solidify the defense that's I, i'm not it's not disrespect to defenders but i feel that's an easier thing to coach maybe with the different instructions out there and then the attack yeah. is what comes last so what i'm looking for with their style of play you know, is a bit more aggression within the final third. I'm thinking a bit more verticality. Uh, I know producer Sean's putting up the graphic here of the different formation style play that we could yeah. be expecting. But I think it's going to be vertical possession. Guys that it's not going to be just lumping it over the top like we saw um, under Rick Shantz, but perhaps a bit mix of we're going to be more decisive in the final third. That's my biggest thing. And mm -hmm. if we're looking specifically at formation, I just don't really see how we go with a two-striker system. I know there's maybe been talks about this or maybe just seeing how the personnel being brought in. Yeah. I am still looking for our number nine, personally. And mm -hmm. so I think if you don't have that, I personally think we're going to go to more of a 3-4-3 three, three kind of route. But, hey, we'll see. Maybe there's a bit of flexibility. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's just going to be a very fluid, you know, uh formation because i think both of us kind of have the same feeling with with the three in the back and how they're going to play mm -hmm. and you know i think the midfield i think you know if you know we'll talk about him in a, in a little bit but if lambert you know returns in and he's that steady rock in the midfield i think you can play around with a lot of the front formations if you're going to have him so three five two possession base and the reason i'm going with that is because last year you saw the oakland team that juan guerra was in charge of and uh, looking here at a an, at, at an old USL Championship um, uh, article here from August, and uh, Juan Guerra's Oakland's team was ranked fourth in the championship in average possession of mm -hmm. fifty, uh, close to fifty five percent per game. So that's that's a huge deal. You know, Juan Guerra wants to control the tempo, wants to control the pace, wants to make sure that his team is dictating what's going on the, on the pitch. So I think that's going to continue. Um, it, but I agree with you as far as like there's no clear cut number nine right now. There There is a lot of speed on the wings, which is I'm, what I'm seeing, a lot of creativity in the midfield. So I think he has a lot of chess pieces he can play with. So 
you know, I'm going with three five two, but I think that formation can change. Sure, you know, with whatever opponent opponents on the field, who's fit, who's on in good form, and so we'll see. We'll see what happens in uh, 2023 with that one. I feel as we both we both agree that there, especially with the signings brought in, there's a lot. It's a very crowded midfield. Yeah. there's a lot of different options. I think play. that's a good thing. I though. love it. You want that? You want that? Because then you have you have Lambert. You know if. You know, these other guys kind of pulled through the Argentinian kid that they just, they just got. It's just so much talent, man. Yeah. It's just up to Juan to kind of figure it out and see if uh, if the, they can make it work. All right. Great squad so far. But we t- we touched on it um, just a little bit right now. But what are some other needs that you feel like the team needs to address before their season starts? In top one to me, it's goalkeeper. When you lose Ben Lund, I mean... That's I don't I don't really know much How much else to say. Some? I don't really know much else to say. Like, uh, you know, he was possible. Mean, it's a crime that he wasn't further up on the shortlist for best keeper um, yeah. in the league. But he was our team MVP last year for a reason. He's going to be the hardest one to replace. And I've said it. I said it when we named it our team MVP, and I said it when he left. Goalkeeper is one of those positions where it really separates a team from being like terrible and being good and then from good to being great if you have a good goalkeeper between the sticks that can do a world of difference so i don't really know how i'm going to replace that what's on the roster maybe that's an addition i'm not sure but goalkeeper to me major red flag right now and then number nine i like we brought i like who we've um brought in guy from indy 11 um i know greg hurst and some of that attacking fluidity has been depleted a bit out the door um i want some depth at number nine and even if our number our starting number nine is on the roster i want someone who can come in and not just take 10 minutes in garbage time or in crunch time but mm. actually start a game or two if you need to yeah definitely i do want to touch on the goalkeeper one what qualities are you looking for in that goalkeeper you know obviously with the possession and, and trying to be aggressive offensively what what quality they're looking uh for in that new rising goalkeeper i think the big i mean you you hit on possession kind of going back to the style of play for me if you can have a keeper who knows how to play those kind of not even counter pressing um attacks but one who you can really kick start the attack Mm -hmm. from a keeper position so often in usl i just don't think we see that as often as let's say in yep. some of the other leagues around the world where that's just more of a defined thing. If you can have someone who can kickstart that tag, especially with a lot of these midfielders where you're not just having to play in the defense, but you're bypassing into the midfield, bypassing directly into the attacking feet. Mm-hmm. It just gives you that extra dimension where then it causes the defense to sit off yeah. and then they're scrambling. So that's the big thing to me. Big distribution down the field. Yeah, definitely. And I agree. Um, as far as my end, the defense, you know, I, I think we still have a lot of questions on, uh, right back, center back, left back. A lot of those positions are not defined yet, or you know, uh, that's the thing with USL and these contracts that we don't know who's yeah. part of the team, and I and I it really frustrates me sometimes because you can't really talk about them, you know, too much because you're kind of left wondering if the guy's going to come back or not. But of course, the defense. I think they're just going to retool the entire defense. We saw how much they struggled last year, um, and especially against you know offenses that were playing quick. Mm-hmm. On attack, so I think they need to add a little bit more of quickness and and, and fast paced defenders, so that way they can keep up with the rest of the league. Because it felt like at times last year, like you know, the the league has just passed the, this team by, and so yeah. they're gonna retool and uh, see if they can show up that defense and, and bring it back to what it once was. Um, yeah, a lot of good stuff going on here. Let's take a look here at our next category. Um, you know, we talked about the contracts and how frustrating it can be not to know uh, whether a player is signed here for another year or not, but 
of the players that we have yet to hear to hear about, you know, what player needs to definitely stay here for at least another year? Yeah, I, I mean, to me, it's uh, I feel the most glaring one. It is Kevin Lambert. Yeah. Uh, it, it often I, I think the issue we ran into with him is he could play center back and do a great job there. Mm-hmm. And he can deputize in center mid, which, again, I think is his more natural position yep. where I'd like to see him more. The issue we had with him is he was good at both, Mm -hmm. really good at both. And I think in the last year where we had to move back a bit more than I think we would have liked to see, um, it kind of left the weakness in his end um, back there. Now that we have, I feel, an influx of mids, is the defense where he's going to stay this year? Is it a bit of like some sort of back and forth? I'm not sure. Either way, to me, he is the biggest resigning need that we need out of him based off just his experience with the club, based on how he adds a lot to the attack, especially on set pieces. I enjoy his game. And I think to me, he is a bit of that Swiss army knife where if you lose him, man, that is a big replacement. We're talking about Ben Lund as like pound for pound, one of the more important guys on the team. He's right there. Yeah. And I was debating a little bit whether it's going to be Lambert or Quinn. I think Mm -hmm. each bring you know, their own individual qualities that make make them great, especially in the midfield. But I think at the end of the day, it has to be Lambert. Yeah. You need to keep at least a couple of guys from the last uh, squad in 2022 and bring him over. Kind of they, they understand Juan. They played with him. You know, he was an assistant here in, uh, uh, with Rising before he, he headed over to Oakland. So he knows these guys. Juan Guerra knows these guys. I know there's a couple of guys he wants to make sure that they, they stay in Lambert. I have a feeling like he's already signed for at least this season. But, you know, if he wasn't, he definitely needed to be re-signed and at least kept for another year because you're, you're that guy. He's that guy that is the rock, like I said, in the yeah. midfield. And I know, you know, this is, <laughs> this is from the last coach, but uh, he he was the first player on the on the sheet each game, you know, with the last coach. So yeah. it's, it's one of those things that he just needs to stay and uh, have another great season with Rising. And after that, you know, I think I feel like he has the ability to play elsewhere, like at a higher level. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, and I think the thing, like, I mean, that's totally a fair shout of, hey, he was a real rock first guy on the team sheet under the previous regime. I think the thing that is very much in his favor is he does that, you know, like we talk about that positional versatility. But it's not just, oh, uh, jack of all trades, master of none. He really can be the best guy on either line. And we've seen that in his play even after Juan took over. So yeah. I think that's going in his favor. And We'll see what happens, but we hope so. Yeah, 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 for sure. All right, Max, before we wrap up here, there's a lot of chatter online, as there always <laughs> is in, in the social yeah. social media channels. But a lot of these signings are from a particular country. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and some nicknames have popped up here uh, with, with these new signings. And you get this nickname of Venezuela FC. Yeah, You know, a <laughs> lot of people are questioning why so many Venezuelan players are being signed. Do you have a problem with this? Is this something that, you know, can can backfire on a coach like Juan Guerra that where he's signing too many players from that particular country? Is that something that, you know, does that bother you anyway? Honestly, it doesn't. And I I think when you are we we always said that we want Juan to make this team in his mold to the best of whatever it's going to be with his full discretion. I think we saw a bits and pieces of that towards the um, towards when he took over as the season went on. But really, we knew that this offseason was going to be it. And it's kind of that, I guess, freedom of sink or swim. You're going to bring in your guys. Mm-hmm. Now, whether that's personal experience that he has with a lot of these guys that have been brought in, 
I think that they, I think that there's a, a line that you can draw on and listen, they all happen to be from Venice or not all of them, excuse me. A lot of them happen to be from Venezuela. Yes. We hear the Venezuela FC. I don't really have an issue with that. Yeah. I think if you're able to build that continuity and you have a core group of guys from Venezuela while still having a core group of guys that have returned from rising last year that aren't from Venezuela. I enjoy that because you're able to really play to that continuity that the coach is trying to bring in. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing with social media sometimes that you just get kind of these things kind of rolling and, you know, people hear it and they see it and they're like, you know what, that does make a lot of sense. And so when you see these transfers, you know, like Santi Moore leaving the club, Greg Hurst leaving the club and, and you're doing it for you know, that international spot, and then you bring in a Venezuelan guy, it kind of does kind of yeah. bring up questions. And I completely understand that. But like you're saying, you know, we we wanted Juan Guerra to build his team in his vision and like you're saying, in, in the mold that yeah. he wants it to be. So he's bringing in the guys that he thinks are going to win the game. So it's it's if they can do it, you know, props to them. If not, I feel like some people are going to, you know, bring that up and say, hey, this is what happens when you do this. And, and, and it's human and it's human nature. We yeah. we you know, when you see players who we know that they have performed and then they leave, you're naturally going to be like, OK, well, whoever they bring in mm-hmm. better be darn good. And then when you see the common thread, it's like, OK, like, mm-hmm. here we go. I don't give it. I don't care. Yeah. Like, you know, if they're you know, what whatever country people are from, whether they've been with the team or not. I don't personally care if they can ball, they can ball. That's all that matters to me. Yeah. Building the coach's image. Let's see if it works out. But um, I, I like that at the very least, there is a sense of familiarity. And if I'm an outsider, I'm thinking he's at least pulling from guys that he has more intel from. You'd mm-hmm. think than guys who, oh, this is a crapshoot. Let's see if it works or not. You never know until you know, but at least it seems pretty informed from what yeah. we're seeing. Yeah. One of the things that uh, I really liked from one of the recent signings, I, I forget who he was, but he said, look, I haven't met Juan Guerra in person, but just talking to him via Zoom and, and the energy that he brings and the, and the way he paints the picture of the project that's going on in Phoenix, that kind of gives me some hope about like Juan Guerra able to recruit players that are really talented, that are going to believe in this club. And that's something that you wanted to see coming into this offseason because you, I had doubts if they were going to be able to bring big name players and and talented guys that wanted to be here after the season that uh, that happened last year. So I'd, it's I think it's cool. I think it's cool that that's going on. And, you know, props to Juan Guerra for being a good recruiter, man, for bringing those guys on board. For, for sure. Well, and, and the I, rest of the front office. No, well. for sure. Yeah. And, I, and I think a natural question that might arise is like, well, is he going to play his favorites? Is it going to be those guys who maybe he has a bit more familiar with? You understand that a coach at this level, he's going to play the guys who are best for his team. And it's going to be decided through preseason, through training, through how they're interacting with their teammates. If whoever the best guys are, those are the guys are going to play. Yeah. I mean, you've seen this around the world with, let's say, like a Bayern Munich. Yes, there's a lot of German players who play for that team, but there's also a lot of guys who are from there. Same with Spain mm-hmm. uh, or excuse me, same with Barcelona and Spain. All these different teams. It's not just, oh, well you know, bam, there's that influence. And so that's who we're going to play. Yeah. The, the guys who are going to earn it are going to earn it. And I have no problem with, yeah, there are a lot of Venezuelan players on there and they have the familiarity with, with coach. I love that. And whoever is going to come out on top is going to come out and it's going to make the team better. And yeah, we'll see what happens with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Bonnie, yo, thank you for joining us yeah. on the show. I always appreciate you hopping on and uh, yeah let us know in the chat let us know how you're feeling about these moves and the expectations i get of 2023 again these are just very early 
thoughts that we have. You know, we're definitely going to have more input, you know, once more signings come about and, and the season approaches. So stay tuned with us. We're going to give you more insight on what we have. Uh, Max, let's take a quick break and talk about our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, yeah, no, man, the NBA is heating up, man. That's why I hear. You know, it's when the New Year's coming. That's when you're preparing for the playoffs. I know the Suns are not doing that yeah. well. They're in that playing <laughs> area. It's kind of rough with Devin Booker being um, injured for a little bit. So, but. You know, it doesn't matter because you guys, if you download the app, you guys are able to make some money. Um, so if you guys haven't downloaded it, make sure to do so right now. And if you sign up with the P, uh, with the code PHNX and a place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game, um, you can get $150 in free bets if they do. And again, that's promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Make sure to check out the show notes for details. And, um, you know. I want to want to talk to address this to uh, Mike specifically. You know, if you actually look at tomorrow's game, Crystal Uh-oh. Palace and Tottenham, you know, Spurs are you know plus one twenty, which you know, yeah, okay to win, that's cool. Crystal Palace, you know, plus two thirty five, a draw, plus two forty. Money says Tottenham's Tottenham's going to take that one, so might as well just put your money. Woo on spurs to win you know they might go they might go down by one or two but i mean that's when they <laughs> seem to turn it on um let's not talk about the who that was it aston aston villa we won't talk about that one because you know i guess they kind of malfunctioned during that but hey you can bet on prem you can bet on copa del rey on here all different types of international soccer that's over here. right that's right yeah every, every league is coming back basically yeah. and uh league imx is starting as well so excited for that one uh, big game tomorrow or Thursday, actually. Chelsea versus Man City. That's going to be a good yeah. one on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Oh, there you go. Sean pumping it up for Chelsea. I forgot he was a Chelsea fan. Yeah, yes, no, I know, I know. Yes, I know. We, 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 watched, um, we watched Arsenal Newcastle today. That was one of them. We're like, man, it's a nil-nil draw. It could be. A, it's very entertaining. That was yeah. a back-and-forth affair. Yeah, Arsenal, man, they're on top of the I league, hate, man. I hate it. I hate it. I hate these was, Arsenal fans because they get a little chatty. Hey, we we, we can agree like, on that. We don't like yeah. Arsenal being on top. Yeah, we, we, we can all collectively agree in this room. Yes. Welcome to the PHNX anti-Arsenal podcast. Yeah, we, we, we are literally ooh. all ooh, we are all chasing <laughs> that number four spot. That is where we're at. It's sad, but it's true. It's true. Uh, the odds for the Chelsea-Man City game, uh, Chelsea plus 450, drop plus 320, and Man City negative 160. So... I feel like Chelsea can, you know, maybe draw. You placed last time City played when we watched it in the office. You legitimately, like, I, I forget what the odds were for Erling Holland to be an anytime goal scorer, and he ended up bagging a brace. Yeah, well, no, no, no. I was foolish, and I got greedy, and I was like, oh, I'm going to bet money on Erling Holland first goal scorer, yes. and he yes. wasn't, and then he went on to score two more after. Yeah. Ah. So I, I screwed myself. So, ah. so be, be careful with your be bets. Be careful. Well, I got something else. Um... <laughs> Speaking of uh, Premier League here, Liverpool, are they going to make it into into the top four? They get a Champions League spot? No. No, the, the, there, there are three spots to me. They are they are locks. I'm, but Bonnie, first off, I'm sorry about the <laughs> Arsenal center, but let me redeem myself. I hate saying it. Arsenal is a lock for top three. Man City is a lock for top three. Newcastle, they're, they're, I don't think they're frauds. I think they're going to make top three or at least top four. I do not know who that fourth team is going to be. Literally right now, Man U, Tottenham. Yeah, Liverpool is climbing. I mean, people are saying Fulham, stop. I think it's really <laughs> going to be between Man U, Tottenham, and Liverpool fighting it out. Uh, sorry, Sean, and Chelsea's not going to sneak in there. Um, we'll see. It's, oh, it, Chelsea's uh, in 10th. I thought yeah, they were a little bit higher. Well, <laughs> but, I mean, you even look at the point differential, it's not that much. It's, yeah. um, it, I mean, if we're looking at it correctly, 
what is it, five through ten are separated by only five points. I mean, that's a couple games here and there. Long season left still. Yeah, a lot of lot of games left here. And uh, Man U, you know, four game winning streak. I don't Can't like, complain I don't about like it. that one. I don't let, yeah. The Ronaldo effect, if you want to call it, it is. that. It is. <laughs> Um, but yeah, speaking of Ronaldo, we got to talk about his move over here to Saudi Arabia yeah. because uh, it, it shook the football world, you know, especially when someone like, uh, with his caliber, his talent is making the move to Saudi Arabia. And we can see the presentation there. If you're watching this live, it, lo- it looks like my, what, what's it called? The ultimate team? It's FIFA, a, but yeah, FIFA, FIFA ultimate team. FIFA ultimate team. It literally is like when you get that pack and it shows like on the screen, it's like, oh, this is him. This is a crazy intro. Also, I like I like that kid. That's a. Ni- I was gonna say I it love looks those like a, colors. That's a nice kit right there. I feel like it looks a little basic. It looks like a might create a team like yeah, kit. I, I, I'm, uh, I'm a sucker for the colors. That's just a nice. Look at color. that. But look, but look at these presentations, the dude. This is like what I mean. It's kind of crazy though. We've seen presentations like this over yeah. the years, where like you're rolling out the carpet for these big name players, but it's at big name clubs like yeah. at Real Madrid, where they packed the Bernabeu for Ronaldo mm-hmm. in over a decade ago in like 2009 but that's real madrid the fact that these guys are coming out to see ronaldo i mean that's crazy to me that's, that's wild that's, well i mean when you got that saudi money man you can make it look <laughs> however you want but yeah insane man uh ronaldo had a press conference today talking about um you know his move over there he he's claimed that he's done with european football he did everything that he could have done at that level so sad to see uh his move you know and I'm I'm putting the Ronaldo fan hat uh, on because this is not what I wanted for him. I, I you know this all started with with the interview that he gave to Piers Morgan and started. Sure. I mean I think even it started during the summer uh, when when Ten Hag was hired. But it's just that's what happens, man. You can't be father time, and and you know I don't think he wanted to realize that. I don't think he wanted like a lesser role. Like the way that I see it now, and not you know excuse me if you guys maybe don't get the reference, but. I feel like Ronaldo's in a way like Allen Iverson. I don't know if you guys get kind of get that where towards the end of his career, he's like, look, I'm not coming off the bench, man. I'm, I'm either starting <laughs> or I'm retiring. And, you know, at, at least for Ronaldo's case, he got a $200 million bag that came around and he's just going to spend, you know, those last years there. And I don't know. I feel like he can maybe play a, a year in MLS after that two and a half year contract, you know, in, in Saudi Arabia. What do you think? Well, I find it fascinating. For So for those keeping online, you know, there was some MLS rumors. Apparently, Sporting KC had his of discovery rights, which I, I don't, I'm not an expert about discovery rights, but that's just a fascinating concept that he could have got. We saw our time. He could go to Kansas City of all places, not yeah. like in L.A., not in Miami, but Kansas City. I, that, I would have paid money to see that. That would have been crazy. He, but He was just afraid that he was going to run into Rising in the U.S. Open Cup final. Exactly. Oh, that would have been rough. Would have gotten outshined by Union Omaha. Exactly. Yeah. Jesus um, Christ. No, it's... I That's think, such a crazy story, though. Is. Like, when you really yeah. think about it, like, uh, Taylor Twelman was one of the guys that broke the story, but... They had this whole like investment group. They had yeah. Patrick Mahomes trying to like trying to talk to Ronaldo yeah. and his team to bring him in, and they got pretty far into the process. Yeah. In into the process, man. And obviously, MLS is not going. At least Sporting Kansas City is not going to pay Ronaldo the two hundred millions, at least straight up in salary that you know the Saudi Arabia league is doing. But it's you know with the commercial rights and all this stuff with Ronaldo, I think he could have made up the difference with with all the stuff over here. I mean, that, guy, that he this is this might be. I, I don't have this in front of me. This might be probably the first deal where he's actually going to make more on field as opposed to endorsements of it. That yeah. I like someone, please fact check me on that. But <laughs> I feel he's always made a, made his bread and butter 
off the field with mm-hmm. all the different endorsements that he does. Um, it, it, it's fascinating. I think that when him and Messi were going head to head, I think there was a legitimate debate of, hey, you have guys, they're competing, switching off every other year, it seemed like, for Ballon d'Or, um, two guys who define their generation. And it's interesting because that's always going to follow them. I don't know. I mean, when Ronaldo won the Euros, I think there was a big, for the Ronaldo guys, like, okay, here we go. I don't know, man. Something about Messi winning it the way he did it, and then this timing where you see one play, he's riding off in the sunset, Messi fulfilled his dream, and then Ronaldo of you know, essentially, let's call it what it is. He's taking the money and, oh, I got offers from MLS, from Portugal, yeah. from all over. Yeah, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, it's probably true. It, it probably is very no, true. Yeah, he is yeah, a yeah, draw. Yeah. People would have lined up out the door for him. There's no debating that. But you're taking at this at this time of the career, it, seemed, it sounds like a lot of the players who... Um, I'm blanking on the league, but like when the when the league in China was like very much growing, it's like we're going to sign all the top players. Yeah, Oscar gives, and Hulk and Tevez, and, like all these guys going over there. Yeah, Carrasco, like all those all mm. those Kaka, all those guys of like we're it, we're going to like have eyeballs on us. But how competitive is the competition going to be? I mean, if this if people think this isn't anything about money, let me break this down for you: two hundred million euros a year, sixteen million euros a month. 3,800 million euros per week, 760,000 euros per day, 96,000 euros per hour, 1,600 euros per minute, 26 euros a second. That man breathes and gets 26 euros every single second for, for, I mean, I don't know how long his contract is, but like, dang. That's that's a Dang. lot of money. I don't like when people break it down like that. I don't I, like it either. But then I look at my account. I'm like, come on, <laughs> come on, man. But yeah, I mean, here it is. You know, it happened, it, and it's crazy the the contrast between like you're saying, like Messi riding off into the sunset. And he's still gonna play a couple more years with PSG. Oh, yeah. He still has that level. Uh, and then you see Ronaldo uh, heading the other direction. Sad to see for Ronaldo stands like myself, but you gotta take it in the chin, man. Um, before we wrap up the Ronaldo talk, is he gonna stay the the full two years there? You think if like someone like a Newcastle comes knocking and say, hey, we got the Champions League spot. You know, I know you kind of want to keep scoring here. Do you think he leaves? You think he leaves that money behind and go play Champions League again? I'd be curious to see what the contract looks like and see if there's like any clauses or yeah. any like, I mean, not just like, let's talk about the buyout. Like, I don't know what the buyout is on that, but like, I mean, you got to imagine they're going to protect him and yeah. be like, yeah, you're going to have to pay us the bag and then some. Let's say he is able to leave. You look at his last two clubs. Man U forces way out and Juve forces way out. Like yeah. uh, if you're looking at his track record, the last time he left on his own free will was Real Madrid to Juve. And that didn't really go super well for him. So, I mean, he, he did, he did decent, like made some records, but if you look at his Real Madrid days, I don't know. He has been a way to force out his exit. Every club he's been on for the last, what half decade. I, I think he's going to stay purely because I don't know how, like what, who else is going to come calling with the demand that they can bring, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe some MLS team is just, I don't know. It's, it's yeah. hard to see, especially once you're approaching 40, I think, you know, you're kind of, you're kind of like at that point where it's like, all right, well, Saudi Arabia, is there some other league, you know, that's calling? Cause at least he got his back. So that's yeah. all you got to know. I don't even know where you can watch the games. I don't think any North America streaming service actually you know streams the games over there in saudi arabia yeah, I, so i don't know but like honestly he's a guy who you 
Probably move the needle for someone to pick up ESPN those rights. Like, honestly, hey man, here you go, Saudi Arabia. Yeah, you man, see shoot. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, uh, Max, take a quick break and talk about our friends at OG's Brands. I, I got, I saw the news today. Oh, Breaking yeah. news. Burr, burr, burr. Brand new flavor. Burr, burr, burr. Yeah, Fre fresas con crema. Ooh, that's the that sounds, that sounds nice. strawberries and cream. New <laughs> yeah. flavor from our friends at OG's Brands. I'm saying fresas con crema because it's really popular in uh in the Mexican crowd. So, you know, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, look, I think, you know, with this flavor, I think I can get my friends to try OGs. And so you want to talk about a little I bit mean, more about man, it? Man, I've, I've already had their blackberries and cream with their <laughs> other strains. I've had their orange creamsicle. Like yeah. the creams do well with our friends at OGs. It's strawberries and cream. I like a little strawberry shortcake type of deal. Like that sounds delicious. And it's in their CBD THC. It's that one-to-one -one CBD of a little like, calm everything's all good nice little full body um experience but then thc that way you still get the nice like uppity of hey i got a little mojo going in me but they're actually renaming it. it's called happy balance which just sounds nice hey have a little strawberries and cream a little happy balance if you will <laughs> um i'm definitely gonna be trying it it's gonna be hitting stores very soon they sent out in their uh dispatch their monthly newsletter that by the time you get it which we did today should be probably I would say probably by the end of the week, but we will keep you updated when they are fully available. But keep on the lookout out for that. And you must be 21 years or older to enjoy them. And you can find them at your local dispensary. That is right. Yeah. As soon as I saw that, you know, I was like, oh, okay, OGs. I see you. I see what you're doing. Mm -mm -mm. But yeah, make sure to try them out. They're great as always. Um, and then uh, I think next week we got a little event going on as well. Oh, yeah. It is going to be our inaugural PHNX Tea Party presented by Four Peaks Brewing Company. It's going to be so much fun, guys. So next Friday, or oh gosh, Sean hates when I say next. It is going to be Friday, January 13th at 530 <laughs> at Thompson Ranch Golf Course. Next week, Friday. That's okay. It's the same. That's what I said. Uh, next Friday, next week, Friday. <laughs> same thing. Whatever. When is the next Friday? This Friday is is this is the six. That's a movie. Is no, this coming Friday. No, is, all right, so the next Friday from right now <laughs> is Friday. It's this week no. from the top, Max. Listen, I have I I have everyone in this office debates me, and I'm standing by. But I'm going to say the date. So that people don't get confused, even though I'm right. Friday, January 13th at 5:30 at Dobson Ranch Golf Course. Be there. So much fun. Free food from our partners that are coming through, talking about Mountain Mike's Pizza, Chop Shop. Ooh. Free food coming in. Four Peaks going to be there with some beer samples. Going to be free merch there from our partners. Free contest, free prizes. Literally, it's awesome. Gonna it's like super, super easy and honestly a great value to sign up. 45 per person, 36 for diehards. That's just, for, we're renting on the entire golf range, but not just that. Just for showing up, you're going to get an hour's worth of uh, top tracer and a bucket of balls that you can use down the road. So they're literally going to give you $35 of value just for buying your ticket. You already get your ticket value. Boom. Just like that. Then we throw in the drinks, the, the food, everything like that. It's a no brainer. Join us. It's going to be freaking awesome. If you, Oh my gosh, I got to stop wagering things and say, Hey, here, I'll do this. And people do this because this is how my bank account got drained. No, from that not, one. Owen's not here. He yeah, can't make Owen's you do things. Yeah. No, no, I will. Um, <laughs> if someone from this, okay, here we go. I, this is, I can, right. I can do this. Have if, to carefully. If, if whoever tweets at me, with at Max David Simpson, and they say they bought a ticket. They show me proof that you bought a ticket. I'm going to do a shoey. 
Ooh. I will do a shoey. For those who don't know what a shoey is, I will take off my shoe. I'm a lefty. I will take off my left shoe, fill it with a delicious Four Peaks beer that I choose, and I will drink said shoey <laughs> into my gullet from my shoe. It's going to oh, be awesome. Man. Please have me do a couple Someone shoes. Someone tweet at so I can see this and I can record it. Let me have me do a shoey. Let's have a good time. Shout out to Max Let's for have doing a, this stuff. Have a good it's I just would a good never time, do, yeah, man. Yeah, he's, a, he's a good time. I've never man. done a shoey. I hope I don't get like <laughs> athlete's foot or something. Oh my I don't. I don't have that. I, yeah. I've done two shoeys in my life. They're not that bad. That's fair. Nice oh, shoe. Nice. I have fresh kicks. I, I keep. <laughs> I keep it all good. Oh man, yeah. I have those little like uh, scented like sneaker balls that you keep in your you feet. Though, that it's nice. It's nice and fresh. So Especially when we play some soccer, we'll get exactly. back into it. Yeah, you got. I can't wait. <laughs> but yeah, it's gonna be a great time. Make sure to join us there. Um, it's gonna be a fun time. I'm trying to get into golf. I don't know if I told you guys, but you know, I got a buddy that's into golf, so I'm like trying to show up a little bit so that way I'm not like lag, you know, falling behind because I've only gone golfing once in my life yeah. and, and I did pretty bad. So and, like, the nice part is like if you if you like golf, it's there. Sun's watch party is gonna be on, like hang out. There's also like ping pong, there's cornhole. Literally, if you don't like golf, it's still a fun event. And if you love golf, I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. check it out. Hang out with us. It's gonna be a great time. All right, Max. Uh, oh, I should say, uh, link in the description, and maybe if we're lucky, producer Sean will put it in the chat. That's yes. true. That's true. That's right. And if you're a PHNX diehard, you yes, a bit of a check discount. your Discord. Check your Discord. That's right. All right, let's do a pivot here, uh, Max, and talk about some other news that happened over this uh, little holiday break that we had. Uh, fortunately, mm-hmm. Brazilian legend Pelé passed away at the age of 82. Pelé had been yeah. battling some, uh, some medical issues. I believe it was cancer. That he was dealing with, um, we kind of heard the news and was hoping that he pulled through. But uh, I believe December 29th is when he passed away. It was announced that he passed away. But only player to ever win three World Cups with, uh, you know, with with the Brazilian national team. Uh, 77 goals in 92 international football matches. Right now, Neymar is tied with him uh, with the amount of goals. And these are official numbers, you know, from what I got. But he scored 757 goals in, in 831 games. But you can look at the stats and the numbers, but that doesn't quantify the impact that Pelé had on the on the beautiful game. Brazil as a whole and just the sport of soccer, man. Like it's, it's insane. You know, growing up, that's what I heard about, you know, this legendary figure. And I don't think the the highlights that we can find from him kind of do it justice to how much he how much impact he had for the game. So sad to see. Yeah. I mean, I think the stats are always going to be incredibly impressive. And I think, and that's why a lot of people have them in their go conversation. I think to me, it's the impact that he's had on people. I think with, especially, you know, we'll take it from a U.S. perspective. I think um, hosting the 1994 World Cup and the 1999 uh, World Cup for men's and women's, like that's massive the game. I think that really helped grow the focus of what soccer is in the U.S. from a domestic perspective. You really could make the argument that Pele helped bring it like a, from, to a global perspective into the States, especially when he played for the Cosmos and just, you see that he was revered by everyone, like yeah. everyone. He, he, his style of play and like, you know, we didn't watch him play. Um, you know, sadly we um, did not see him in his prime um, live, at least when we were growing up, but you just see the videos and everything. It's crazy. And just how, people love him from around the sporting world i mean yeah i mean we saw today in his funeral that yeah. you know all the, the amount of people that came out to support him and you can just see the, the passion that we have or that they have for him and it's insane man it's how many people come out and how much he meant to them you know because when you think about these figures you know in soccer it, you, yeah you have your legendary icons but then you have someone like pele yeah. who, who means so much to a country and the people and and uh in 
what, what they're passionate about, man. So it's it good to see that he got a great send off. I know uh, um, the FIFA president was there today at, uh, at his uh, funeral. So yeah. sad to see, man. But it's it's you know he left us with countless memories. Uh, yeah. I think the one thing that you know growing up that I I remember vividly was him. Pele with uh, Freddie Adu. I don't know yeah. if you remember that. Yeah, man. Because they were yeah. like, they did this whole photo shoot together, mm-hmm. and you know they were comparing him to Pele, and I, everybody was like, all right, come on, like chill out. But at that point, like if you're a kid my age, you know, I must have been like ten years old. Like it's like, dude, like is this it's for a, real? It's a big deal. Yeah, and, like yeah. he he didn't have to do that, like to mm-hmm. even draw anything close to those expectations. Yeah. I mean, that's absolutely massive for the sport. I mean, I remember that. I remember it was. Um, I think it was was it Subway. He was in like one of it was like Subway or Gatorade, like one of those like iconic commercials. You just see like Pele mm-hmm. come across the screen. It's like I like I first found out like who is this guy, and then you look at him. It's like wait, this guy played decades before, and he's yeah. still being featured in these commercials and just so iconic. Yeah. Like it's he. It's crazy that he's one of those guys where even if you don't know global soccer, if you don't know soccer, I bet if you ask the average person, they know who mm-hmm. Pele is, and that to me is that's wild to me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, I know we're a little young, but I wish I would have been alive for like his Cosmos run because that was incredible. I see all the pictures and even Muhammad Ali came out to greet him. And like, you know, when you have those sort of that that talent and that firepower when it comes to being an icon, like that's insane Mm -hmm. to live through. But uh, rest in peace, Pele El Rey. Uh, sad, sad uh, to see that happen, but yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure millions of Brazilians are gonna keep him uh, in, in their memories and, and keep you know his his style and his samba style alive. You know, all the all the creativity that he brought to the game. So absolutely. All right, cool. And uh, Max, you know, I know, you know, I talked about how I thought it was gonna be a slow news day today, but we got a, a bit of a bombshell with the U.S. Yeah. men's national team and Greg Berhalter. You know, I this is a touchy subject. I don't want to say something that's not you know, correct or out of line. But, um, you know, when you read the reports of the this blackmail, you know, that happened during the World Cup to to oust Greg Berhalter from the U.S. men's yeah. national team, like, it has, first of all, what what was your initial reaction? And then how do you feel about these this kind of stuff kind of infecting, I want to say, like, you know, people's livelihoods and jobs, yeah. like where someone can dig up something yeah. from your past and then kind of use it against you? Yeah, I mean, it still processing a lot of it because it's such a I just haven't seen a situation quite like this we've seen people's past get I guess unearthed or dug up for lack of a better term Mm -hmm. but something where someone is compelled to come out on their own and say it so essentially how how we saw right is you see a Greg Berhalter under an at Greg Berhalter underscore tweet Mm -hmm. come out and at first you're thinking wait, what is this? Because it's not verified. There hasn't been any like uh, prior posts. There's, you know, like, like, so there's only a couple hundred followers. Like, yeah. what is this? Yeah. And then you see and you're reading and it's, oh, like, it was a long like, statement. And, 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 and this is like, we won't, you know, it's hard. I get we, it's hard to see on the screen. You can see the tweet ad, ad for himself. If you, you know, you know, ad Greg Berhalter underscore, you search on Twitter. But like, this just shows he put out a statement that's two pages long. And this is not just, oh, there's been rumors about this or whatever. This came yeah. out of absolutely nowhere. Yeah. And so this entire thing of re, uh, recounting a, you know, something that happened when he was, was it a teenager or when he was young? Yeah, he was but like 18 years old dec- or 30 years, uh, decades, 30 years ago. Decades ago. Mm-hmm. And for that to come out, I'm thinking, 
I don't know how this like th is this either someone's coming for to try to like bury him as he's trying to re up with U.S. soccer. Maybe there's some other personal vendetta, which is such a weird timing. But yeah. I'm still thinking maybe this is not real. Maybe this whatever. And then you see U.S. soccer's statement coming out mm -hmm. where they're essentially saying, yes, and then investigation is ongoing. And the big thing here is again, you could find this for yourself at U.S. Soccer, but the big thing is the second paragraph yeah. where it says U.S. Soccer has learned about potential inappropriate behavior towards multiple members of our staff by individuals outside of the organization. And that to me says multiple members. Again, I'm not trying to speculate and we only know what we know, but I kind of took this as the thing that they're investigating is legitimate. Mm -hmm. There's some like, you know, if it was, if it was past and people are trying to unearth him, whatever, that's horrible. But you know, there, there has to be more information done. I don't want to speak out of turn because there's more information has to be gathered. Yeah. The fact where it says, inappropriate behavior towards multiple members of our staff by individuals outside the organization gives me a connotation of something happened either presently or recently. And it's almost like, was, are we drawing attention to this over here? Mm -hmm. Um, while there's something going on over here, I don't know, but that's yeah. kind of how I process it because why put out a big statement about something like that? And then this state, this other statement by us soccer to come out and being like, I think there there might be more to this. I don't know. It's yeah. just it's still very raw. Yeah, I, I don't want to speculate and yeah. say you know I believe it's this player's family or you know this is what I've heard on Twitter because yeah. look Twitter can be really great man, but when Twitter's at its worst, Ugh. it's bad. Yeah, it's, not it's good. bad. And so when situations like this happen, you know it's it's you don't want to say things that are out of line or speculate because you know one of the points that I wanted to make about that Greg Berhalter statement was that this man went through something 30 years ago with with his now current wife you know it's not his greatest moment even he admits it in in the in the press release there but he worked through it he worked uh through it with you know his uh his girlfriend at the time and now wife and that's personal man yeah like i, I know all of us have baggage and all of us have stuff that we're not proud of but this sort of stuff man when that kind of you know starts to affect you know his job and his reputation not not only as like a head coach but as a human being like yeah. that's when it's over the line man like that's when i feel like you know people on twitter and social media just need to relax man you don't you don't know yeah. this is not anyone's business they work through it on their own um and and it's and you, you hate to see stuff like this man it's more yeah. disappointment more than anything I, I think the the biggest thing is like i've never seen someone come out a getting in front of like a situation that we didn't mm -hmm. know was there. Mm -hmm. But like the detail that he put out in his own personal statement yeah. was like, I've never seen something like that where he's breaking down something that happened 30 That's plus really years detailed. ago. Like I, and I, so I, I was like, I felt oh, like we're reading it. Yeah. Like, I shouldn't be reading this. I've stuff. never, I, I felt like, like gross. It was so, but it was like such a personal statement. You just mm -hmm. don't see that. I feel in today's mm -hmm. age, most people are like, let's put on some smoke screens. Let's do whatever. And yeah. like, this is not me defending or denouncing Greg as a human being or what he did. I, I don't know. There has to be more out there, but yeah. just the statement they put out was like, you don't see people that forthright, yeah. especially over a tweet. So it was, it was very interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully they can get to the bottom of this. Um, like I said, it's not something that you want to see and, and hear from what I read online is that Greg Berhalter's uh, contract expired December 31st. Mm -hmm. uh, the U S has a couple of games coming up. Um, uh, in January. And so, you know, I think they're going to appoint someone else from what I've heard. It's tomorrow. There's going to be some 
assistant that's going to be in charge of those two games and the, mm-hmm. the camp that goes along with it. So we'll see. Well, we're going to find more information about this in the coming days. But, you know, hopefully more people's lives are not affected because this is not something that you want to see. Yeah. This is not something that should be happening at all. So, uh, but yeah, we'll keep you we'll keep you updated on what's going on. Uh, Andrew, to touch on your comment, man. Uh, Pelé is indirectly oh. the reason I'm a soccer fan. That's that's yeah. amazing, man. Ooh, that's why we love. That's why we love the beautiful game. Gosh, that's, and I feel like you and I are going to be able to say that like yeah. 30, 40 years. It's like that's I watch crazy. Ronaldo play and I watch Messi play. You know, and honestly, like that like like it's interesting. Like I, Vash on Ronaldo, below and they like his peak Real Madrid days. Like that was the reason why mm. I like really fell in love with the sport. It's mm. it's crazy that someone like that had um, a similar impact. Andrew, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm also seeing uh, by the way Bonnie's comment. Are you guys going to be back weekly? question mark or a question mark totally fair question um we are gonna be for at least the time being once a week tuesdays at 6 p.m um for sure um ramon and i owen is on a nice vacation he will be back i think mid-january he said again when even when he gets back Tuesday, 6 p.m., once a week, moving forward as we get close to the season. Um, still trying to nail it down, but we're probably thinking somewhere mid-February or so. We will then go back to our at least twice per week, Tuesdays and Thursdays, while also then covering post games as they happen. So stick with us once a week for now. Um, but we will update you guys like on Twitter, in Discord, everywhere you need to know as anything uh, develops or changes. Appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, but if you if you guys want us twice a week, you know, you know, hit that like button, share yeah. us with your buddies. You know, the more audience we get, the more shows we can put on. Man, like I don't yeah. know if, that, if that's how it works, but I feel like <laughs> that's how it works. But uh, but yeah, thank you for the support, Bonnie. I always appreciate you here um, at the PHNX show. Um, before we wrap up, you know, I know we talked about golf quite extensively, but yeah. I want to hit on Bad Birdie, man, because I, I see you rocking the shirts. Once in a while, I look at Max, I'm like, man, I'm trying to look as fly as he does. Because especially if I'm going to start golfing, man, I got to look good, you know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, they say the golf game is bad, but um, as Michael Jackson once said, you know, I'm bad, I'm bad, oh, you know. Jesus. But, like, that's the good – that's where the good kind of – bad. Well, that's where he means bad is, like, good, you know. Okay. But, hey, yeah, I, I, I'm not want to break it down, hey. But <laughs> I am a little bit. But if you want to get some awesome Bad Birdie merch, look really cool again, even if you don't golf, use code PHNX underscore sports 15 for 15% off at badbirdygolf.com. They're always dropping new lines of merge, different cool things like men and women, men and women. And like, it's just comfortable. Like again, even if you don't like golf, they just have nice stuff. Like they have like a hoodie. They got sweatpants that they dropped on there. I'm looking at the graphic right now on that bucket hat, man. Like I, 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 shoot, yeah. I don't know if I can rock bucket yeah. hats, but I want to buy that one just, just to see. It's just find out. super, super comfy, especially as it gets warmer. Like, you're going to want that breathable clothing. That's what they got. So check out badbirdygolf.com. And by the way, like, the other thing, when you guys use that code PHNX underscore sports 15, that helps us. So we appreciate you guys if you guys want some new swag. Uh, I know my man Bobby and I, we've gone back and forth where he buys a little something. He shows me I buy a little something. Um, you know what? I'll add that too. If you guys tweet at me with a little, hey, I use Bad Birdie, use the code, I'll, I'll kind of match you. We can match. We you can know, plan, a, we can plan a day. Us. I'll be wearing it on the show and you could be watching the show matching me. That's yeah. right. That's right. Y'all yeah. got to coordinate. And I'll yeah. coordinate too. You know, I'll get myself Whoa. some Bad Birdie. There we so. go. Let's go. So yeah, some uh, some thick boy approved Bad Birdie. So uh <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we'll get it. We'll make it work. We'll make it work. Um, I got to work on my golf thing too. Uh, too. All right, y'all. That's it for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Jam packed show. Uh, we will see you next week. Shout out to our producer, Sean, for helping us out today. Um, always a good time with him. And, uh, yeah, 
yeah, check us out on, on Twitter if you guys haven't followed us yet. PHNX underscore rising. Double underscore. Underscore. Oh, underscore, okay. Underscore. You got it. Nice, oh, yeah. Nice, Owen, nice. Owen's yeah. going to wake up and tweet at me right now. <laughs> he's, re- he's watching this and just screaming. I know. Boston yeah, Boston. from Wales. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next week. Have a great day. Bye-bye.